25 minutes to uh, to midnight. Uh, Madeleine Smith is my guest and she's CEO and founder of HR Company Solutions. Madeleine, thank you very much. Once again, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate your time. You, oh, thank you so much. Indeed, uh, you you have a way by which uh, women can bridge the workplace gap in 2019. Tell us more. So yes, we are looking at <clears throat> skilling and upskilling women to understand that there is currently a bridge in the wage gap, and we are trying to educate women so that they can become part of the trend for equal work for equal pay. Yeah. So a couple of things that I say from HR Company Solutions side to women in this workspace yes. is that you need to speak up, otherwise yes. you are going to be overlooked. Yes. So discuss your concern with management and ask them for that raise. A raise is not necessarily a raise in pay. They can, you can look at benefits, non-payable benefits. You can work from home two days a week or half-day options. So it's not necessarily trying to put a company in a position to fork out more money, but let it be non-payable benefits or bonus and incentives that this person can work towards. You, you speak of, of women in the workplace coming out to ask for the money. Is part of the reason why women perhaps aren't getting the, uh, the raises that they want because they're not asking for it? I mean, is it, is it that Absolutely. fundamental sometimes? It is. It is that fundamental sometimes because you, employers are not going to try and fix something that is not broken. Yes. They are not going to go through their payrolls and see who is doing the same work and yes. are they being paid the same wage. Yes. So if women are not going to stand up and speak for themselves, they are definitely going to be overlooked. I, I'm almost getting a sense that somebody will call in and say that it is a little more complicated than that, Madeline, uh, that it isn't just about whether or not women have the chutzpah uh, the wherewithal, the ability to stand up and say, "Hey, uh, recognize me for my for my for my abilities." That the that the issue goes a little deeper. It's far more structural. It's far more historical. Um, what of those variables? What of that reality? Look, and I, I, I agree with you completely. It's yeah. not going to be something where tomorrow morning they are going to go to work and, they work and their employers are going to say, yes, sure, let's have a look at your package. Yes. But I want to say to women that they need to be prepared. They need to keep themselves journals. They need to get their KPIs and their performance management um, appraisals in, in order and keep them all together. Yes. So that when you are standing up, you, are, you do have all of the information to back your case to yes. say, why can I as a woman that is doing the same work with the same qualifications not get paid equally sure. to my gender, um, my opposite gender, who is also doing the same work for the same pay? You know, when it comes to what qualifications yeah. both these genders have, there isn't a degree which is specifically for females or a degree that is specifically Indeed, for males. Yeah. It's all the same. The job specs that we receive at HR Company Solutions doesn't say this job spec would be for if, it, if it's a male candidate yes. or this job spec would be if it's a female candidate. Yes. So why would the pay for those positions be different? Yeah. Let me ask the women out there that have 
have been confronted by this situation to give us a call. 011-883-0702-021-446-0567. Madeline Smith is my guest. We're talking about what you can do in this year to create some level of worker pay parity, especially uh, where women are doing exactly the same job. And it's amazing how prevalent that story is still, Madeline. How women who are doing exactly the same job as men will be paid up to 30% less than those men. What do you attribute uh, the the situation of not equalizing that situation to in this day and age. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. All right. So you're saying come out and ask for it. And it's not always going to be um, as on the basis of the equalization of the monies, but it can come in kind, you're saying, Madeline. I am. I'm saying that you can find different ways in terms of non-payable benefits, which you can use to offset that if the company is not in a position to, um, you know, up up your salary. But when I speak, you know, when I speak to women and candidates in our business, I always tell them, if you are going to step up and and ask for that raise, you need to have your three numbers ready. And I call those three numbers your wish number, your desire number, and your walk number. Yes. So your wish number is where you say to your employer, it's the number you want to make you happy in the role that you are. Yes. Your desire number is what money you want plus all of those non-payable benefits. Yes. And then your walk number is what is it going to take for me to put myself in the job market to look for a position where I am being paid for what I'm worth? Mm. So... Be prepared. Don't just storm into that office tomorrow morning and say, I heard Madeleine from HR Company Solutions say that I need to step up and speak up. You need to be prepared and know what you want and what you are asking for. So, it, it, And you know what? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Audrey. I just feel that if women in the workplace can actually do that, they might be inspiring other people in their network or other people in their businesses to do the same, regardless of what level of position you're in. Yes. Give me a call. If you are a woman and you find yourself in these kinds of realities that uh, Madeline is speaking about, do you find that uh, even when you do have the chutzpah to to stand up and uh, show up and speak up, that perhaps uh, you are not prepared enough, I suppose, administratively. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Madeline, again, I'm, I'm going to come back and say that um, when men ask for an increase in salary, the same kind of preparedness is not demanded of them. What, what, it should what, what, be. What, 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 what would you say to that? It should be. I, I believe that if you are asking for a raise, it feels that you are not being paid what you feel you deserve. Yeah. Or you're putting in work and you feel like you are not compensated. That yeah. is why you are being you are asking for a raise. Yeah. So my advice on asking for a raise is for, for both men and women in the workplace. Yes. Know what you want and ask for it. All right, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you on 011-883-0702. Madeline Smith is my guest. She's CEO and founder of HR Company Solutions. Uh, What have been some of the impediments? What have been some of the things that have slowed your pay progress? Yeah, or remuneration progress. And Madeline is suggesting that it's not always monetary. 
that it can happen in kind, as it were. But Madeline, I don't know if you've seen that advert on television of this woman coming off the bus. She buys an apple at a an informal van, vendor. She buys a cup of coffee and she says, look, I've just come off the bus. The bus fare is exactly the same as the guy who's walking in front of me. It's exactly the same. I can't pay in kind. If I have to buy, if I have to pay for that apple, I've got to pay for it in exactly the same amount of money that the guy has to. If I've got to, exactly. All right. So, so, so to to then say that she must be willing to accept a pay rise in kind and not in monetary terms is that not a a contradiction in terms? It could be, but I know that non-paid benefits would be more 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 value for somebody who is a mom for instance or somebody who is studying part time yeah. so to take off that time it would be to advance themselves in a different area of their life yes. where money where money could not necessarily do those things for them so it's very it would be very different for different women in different phases of their life yes. to to look at non-paid benefits but all I'm trying to say is that you know companies doesn't always have the finances or doesn't have the budget to just up the salary but there is other things bonuses incentives targets those kind of non-pay benefits that we could look at, which could add value to to our current position and make women in the workplace feel a little bit more valued um, and better paid or same same as the person next to them from a different gender. Interested to hear your thoughts on this matter on 11-883-0702. How do you feel about the fact that uh, perhaps uh, you could get uh, recognition by accepting perhaps something other than money? Is money the only way to, um, to recognize and acknowledge your contribution to any organization as far as work is concerned? I'm interested to hear your thoughts. On 11-883-0702, Madeline Smith is my guest, CEO and founder of HR Company Solutions. What else? What else, uh, Madeline, can women do? Uh, Because we're speaking specifically about women, but uh, what else can they do to try and uh, bring about the kind of parity that we're all looking for? I would also say and highly recommend to women out there is to invest in yourself. Seek out opportunities that will assist you in growing in your career, whether it is furthering your studies, whether it's job shadowing in a different division, whether it's reading online, always, always invest in yourself and learn to clap for yourself as well. Set your own realistic goals aside from your KPIs and, and clap for yourself. When you achieve in the workplace, when you are making waves, Stand up and be proud because you are being a an example for other women in the workplace around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, but 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 how does that help the woman? Um, and I suppose that's a very male question. But how does that help the woman get her money? <laughs> you know, Melina. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I I hear all of that lovely sort of. Um, you know, self-affirming sort of stuff, and, and it's, I suppose it's it's important. But when Tateng is looking for money, right? I'm looking for money. I want to pay bills or money. Uh, how is clapping for myself actually going to help me? I you know, feel you, that. Yeah? <laughs> I feel that it will give you some tangible leverage yep. to negotiate for a raise, 
when you have got your full case together. Yeah. So if you are keeping journals, if you are KPI, if you, your KPIs are in order, performance appraisals, you are bettering yourself in the workplace. So you're not just sitting at your desk saying, well, I want the money. Yes. You're saying, look what I am doing to improve myself. Look yeah. what I am being as a support system. Look what I'm doing in terms of um, my performance, my KPIs, my work. So you're not just sitting back saying, I want, 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 but you're putting yourself in a better position for the company to, to see that you are worthy of this request that you're putting in because you are putting in the work. Yeah, yeah. Give me a call. I see calls starting to come through, people wanting to engage with Madeline Smith, and we're talking about how women can uh, try to improve their 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 plight in the workplace as far as as as, as remuneration is concerned this is work a day after all and uh, i suppose this is an apt conversation to have but what is it that you are doing uh, as a woman to try and uh, get better pay um somebody asks on the whatsapp line madeline what do you do in a situation where you understand that you may be uh getting paid less than uh your male counterpart but the policy in that organization is that such issues are not discussed Uh, and the first question that would obviously arise would be how did you know that you're getting paid less how do how do you bridge that sort of uh, gap so i mean if there's a policy in place about confidentiality regarding salaries and you have found this out you need to go and speak to somebody in your hr department there is supposed to be such a good relationship between an HR and their employees to offer them the opportunity to walk into the office, close the door, and discuss the rumors that you have heard, the facts that you know, and con- and your concerns. Yes. I honestly feel that employers, if they know about a situation, would rather want to fix it than this person saying, you know what, I'm going to leave and I'm going to find myself another job. And they lose a valuable employee without having given the opportunity to fix it. Yeah. Well, let's hear what uh, our callers have to say about some of these issues. Corin is in Cape Town. Hi, Corin. Hello, Aubrey. Yeah, hi, Corin. Go ahead. Hi, it's Karen. Oh, hi, Aubrey, Karen. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm so interested in this conversation, but particularly because we have so many people in um, domestic work and caregiving yeah. positions where they need not necessarily a formal structure. Yeah. You know, where you just have to ask your boss. Yeah. You know, or maybe you don't even have the capability of. of sure, the agency down might the not be there. Yeah. That they, I know it's a nice sound like I'm trying to be diverse, but I think because people need to ask for a raise, and whether you have a job in a, a corporate environment or if you have a job in a, in a home where you work, if you're working, as far as I'm concerned, you should have the same guidelines. So I could, you know, could Madeline, Madeline, um, recommend any sort of organisations or people who could get involved to help people who are not as okay with the technical stuff that she's talking about, which might come naturally to someone who's in sales or in, you know, in accounting or whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and, and you're correct to point to the issue of domestic workers, uh, Karen, because today people have been waxing lyrical about how uh, the wage uh, bill has now been put in place. People can earn, what, 20 rand an hour. I think uh, uh, domestic workers earn something like 15 rands an hour, if I'm correct, or 18 rands an hour. Um, where, how, Madeline, is somebody who is a domestic worker who, <laughs> who is earning 10 rands an hour, how did they broach the subject with their uh, employer to say, listen, uh, you know, I mean, the law says you've got to be paying me 20 rands an hour or whatever, but I'm getting 10 rands an hour. How do they even start that conversation, given the power relations? Yeah, so when it comes to minimum wage, an employer is regulated by law to yeah. pay that minimum wage. If they are underpaying their domestic worker, that domestic worker needs to step up and needs to say or inform. Sometimes that employer might not even be aware about what the minimum wage sure. is. So I do. Uh, I, mm, I'm, I'm, mm, ah, Madeline, that's a copper, yeah. quite honestly, because, you know, I see, I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time, and I see a lot of very well-educated and informed people. In fact, even people in corporate environments who often be unaware of the minimum wage. Are, are you saying, Karen, that they are aware? They just uh, ignore it. Uh, just well, they uh, seem to be unaware of it. You know, it's easy to appear to be unaware of something when it comes to the domestic skill, because you can say, "Oh, but she's got this time of oh, but she's got that time of." You know, there's always, there's always issues. So that's why I'm, I'm picking on it because we work with that. Sure. <laughs> this is South Africa. Yeah. This is not America. Yeah. All right, Karen, I'm going to let you go. Uh, Madeline, I, I mean, are, are you going to say to me that ignorance of the law is, is not an excuse? I, I absolutely agree with Karen on that. Yeah. Ignorance of the law is not an excuse. And if if uh, if you are being paid under the 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 minimum wage that is set out by law, you can get into a lot of trouble. So if anything, I, I feel that I need to tell all of these employers that you need to make sure that you are paying the people that are giving you a service of work at the minimum wage at least of what they deserve to be paid. So how, how does somebody that is at that level start that conversation? Um, my boss is is educated, may or may not know what the law says about the minimum wage. Um, how do I start that conversation? I think take, I, th- I would say, let them go to their closest Department of Labor and get an, a copy of the actual minimum wage from the Department of Labor. Yeah or pull it off the internet or how they can get access to it. And then when you are going to speak to your employer, do it in a non-aggressive manner and try and be more informative to say that this is what I should be paid, this is what you are currently paying me. I would obviously like to work for you or I have worked for you for so many years, but can we look at this minimum wage compared to what I'm currently being paid and see if that can be rectified. You underscore the the non-aggression. Why? 
Because I feel like if somebody can see as an employee, if you can see that you are clearly being underpaid, it can make a person very unhappy. So the first thing you do is you go and you want to fight for the fact that you have been underpaid. It's a very emotional thing. When it comes to money, employees can be very emotional about it. Any person is very emotional about it, especially if you have worked hard for it, but you're not getting what you deserve. So it does it does make a person feel upset. So try and first give the knowledge what you've got yes. and then try and see what you are receiving back from this from your employer. Again, you can say I'm gonna leave and find a job for somebody that's gonna pay me what I'm worth, but how did you not know if that employer was willing to fix it? Yeah. So knowledge is power. We need to step up and talk about it. Otherwise, we are not going to know whether the answer is going to be yes or no. Yeah. So, so if, you, if you are in that situation, as a, as a woman specifically, you're saying get informed. Understand what the layer of the land is as far as where you're working. What are the issues that are important not only to you, but to the company that you're working for administratively? Tabulate them. And be bold in the expression of that. And I suppose that is advice for anybody, not just women, hey, uh, Madeline? No, I agree. It's advice for everybody. It's advice for anybody that feels that they are working hard and they are not getting paid what they deserve. So, yes, on Workers' Day and because... You know, HR Company Solution is 99% run by amazing women. We feel that we want to advise other women on something and just give them a little bit of bravery in their hearts to stand up for themselves yeah. and inspire other people in the office and your network as well. I was listening to a colleague of mine speak about even how women will be judgmental even in the way that they look at themselves. So, you know, um, my hips are too wide or my skin is not smooth enough. Yes, that nonsense we tell ourselves. Is is that like, and I found that to be quite revelational for me. Revelatory, revelation, I can't. Anyway, but, but, but is that perhaps sometimes the psychology that women need to get over of being less self-critical, even in situations where they are in the right? Absolutely. I think it's a real struggle for women who are struggling with their self-confidence and then they don't say anything and they just go with the flow. And I want to advise them that it's not necessary for you to just go with the flow. If you have got all your facts and you feel that you are being underpaid or you are not being fairly paid or treated, then it is important for you to step up, especially in the workplace. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not just a matter of knowing your rights. It's not just a matter of knowing that you are worth more and that you should be paid more, but it's also got to do with the fact that you've got to come out and say it. You've got to come out and speak about it, yeah? Yes, and you need to know what you want. So you need to, if you need to have a goal and an action plan. So you can't walk in there and say, I want to raise, and they say, okay, great, how much do you want? You need to know what you want. What is the numbers? Put those numbers down for yourself so that you can know what is my wish number, what is my desired number, and what is my walk number so that you know what you're asking for.
Give us, that give, information sure, will sure. also give you some more confidence yeah. to G- step up and talk. Give us that that um, that that formula once again, Madeline. I think that it is quite instructive. Give it to us again. So the wish number is the amount of money that will make you happy in the same role yes. that you have. So that's just your basic increase. Then what I call your desire number. That is the high number of what you want to earn, yes. along with all the unpaid benefits, such as working from home for two days a week or a half-day position. And then your walk number is the number that you need to say, right, I'm putting myself in the market so that I can get closer to what my desired number is, because in this current position where I'm at, they are not going to give me that raise, or they are not open or in a position to offer me what I feel that I am worthy of. Yeah. Madeline, thank you very much. I really appreciate your advice. Great. Thank you. All right. Madeline Smith is uh, CEO and founder of HR Company Solutions. Yeah, it's that... uh Oh, it's, it's that landmine of uh, wage discussions, isn't it? Um, and uh, that's why we need to have that conversation about trade unions who in many, many occasions have been very instrumental in getting workers what they deserve. But are they still relevant? Uh, the time now is 11 o'clock time for Eyewitness News.